Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad, your favorite podcast for learning how to balance between being a raging dumpster fire and a functional adult. So grab your cup of coffee, your glass of wine, or even a shot, depending on what time of day you're listening, and get ready for today's episode with Susan Genesco from Style for Substance. Hope you enjoy. Susan, go ahead. Just tell us a little bit about you and how you came to be where you are today. Sure. Yeah. So I'm the unlikely founder of a, a personal stylist platform. We offer reasonably priced personal stylist services um, in a, an online format for folks who are looking for a little bit of help to up their style game. So the, the company itself um, kind of truly launched uh, at the very end of last year. We're just starting to kind of get our sea legs the first few months of uh, 2022. I mean, as a business owner myself, I can totally understand that transition period from concept activity. Like, we're kind of running, but we're not where we... It takes a while, to, you know, like you said, to, to really get on your own two feet and get all the kinks and stuff worked out. So. Uh, kudos to you for even, you know, getting to that stage because not a lot of businesses do. And we, we came very close to never getting off the ground. We had a couple of development problems. The site itself, the back end is actually relatively complicated. And um, we had a couple of development problems. And um, about six months in, we, we almost just, you know, it took me about a year of doing research and trying to figure out if this was really a good idea to make sure that the market was was there and that um, we could figure out we had interested parties on a couple of ends. And once we got to that point, um, decided to go forward with the development and it, it didn't work out well. And we're actually on our third developer. And so, yeah, it was, it was a really interesting process. I've learned a lot. Um, I still have a lot to learn, but yeah, super fun. Uh, this has been this has been really uh, a cool learning experience for me, and I, I think uh, hopefully a lot of people will be excited about it. Well, I know I'm excited about it. Um, so part of being a active bachelor as mo- or bachelorette as most of my listeners are is going out and like interacting with whoever they're into, whether that's going on dates or group events, just getting out there and time after time after time, it always comes back to what you wear. Your attire will get you dinged or give you the double take every time. What you're doing is gonna help so many people, I already know. Um, Because some people, A, don't know that they need help, you know, like a little makeover. B, they think it's this large project that they have to take on. And C, they never know really where to start. So having a place to go where it can be convenient. Like you don't have to like Google a bunch of people or, you know, you can just go right to your site and potentially find somebody in your local area who can meet with you online. Just kind of make your updated vision come to life. It's going to be massive. I know it's going to be huge. Yeah. I think there are two aspects of this too. It's, it's um, what you wear and then how you feel about what you wear. Yes. As you're walking out the door, do you feel confident? that this is all taken care of. Like you, you, you've got your you've got your look down and you feel good about it. So if somebody 
gives you, um, kind of looks at you sideways, you don't immediately like lose your confidence and, and, um, you're kind of out of the game. Yeah. So, yeah. And I personally, I, I did this because I actually struggled myself with dating and with my career and my appearance and my, my dress. And so I, I feel that I feel that I know how it feels to, to walk up to a date that you're really excited about. Like, I don't know if you do online dating. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And so I was super into that. I, I thought it was crazy fun. And so like to walk up to somebody that you, you know, like they're just, they're so cool. Like you, you're getting along. Everything is just like going and uh, they see you and they're just like face falls. And that's super hard. Dating, I, th- I think is incredibly fun, but you have those experiences now and then that really lead you to question whether or not, you know, it's, it's, it's worth continuing down that path or maybe you're just happy alone. So yeah, I, I, I'm here because I was there and I felt that. It's always so hard to believe when some people say that, because I mean, obviously guys, you can't see her. Well, maybe you, cause you've seen the thumbnail. So you have seen a picture of her, but I was like, the confidence should be there. Like anybody would be lucky to go on a date with you. This smile is like a million bucks and then some, but I, I, I do understand that you could, you could spend so much time picking out what you think is the perfect outfit, but if you don't feel good in it, or if you're not wearing it right, sometimes how people react to it can totally ding you. You go from perfect posture to like hunchbacked of Notre Dame, you know, just slunched over, super retreating. You start to like, you're in your head the whole time and you're not even paying attention to conversation. So then that's just another aspect of the date that starts to crumble. Sometimes when I don't feel it, like I don't feel like I'm in the right outfit or I feel like there's a mismatch. Like I feel like underdressed compared to my like partner. I like want to hurry the date along so like I can get out of here because I was like, uh, I'm not in the right space. This is it, you know, so you just get super psyched out about it. Totally. Have you ever been on a date where it's like right away something isn't working out and you're like, I could be at home reading a book or, or like binging on Netflix and this like my night would be so much better. This, this um, is so true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think in part, it just keeps you away from those types of situations. I mean, again, I think there's something to just approaching data, dating from the perspective of like, tonight I'm going to go out and meet somebody really interesting. And even if they're not interesting right away, I'm going to find something interesting yeah, about them. Yeah, like I, I, think, I think that's the coolest part of dating. It's just this, this, uh, this ability to kind of like meet all these different people of all these different life experiences, and especially as you get older, there are more fun stories to tell each other. Um, it, it can just be a lot of fun and a really cool experience, but when you're caught in your own head, that it's not fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. Fun, it's painful and it like drags on, and you, you don't get to really enjoy the other person, you know, you don't even enjoy yourself. That's something I never really thought about. Well, I have to ask you because the show is the not so bad bachelor pet. Are you still a bachelorette or are you? off the market like what's what's your dating situation right now sure um yes i am married again yeah uh somewhat happily uh so <laughs> i suppose just like lots of married people um but yeah this is actually my second marriage so. okay listen not every, nobody gets it right the first time some people do 
Um, but that's that's part of the fun is they're always so different. You know, you, you never know. I say like it's like a puzzle piece. You know, sometimes you think you get all the pieces like done right. And then you're, you're left with one corner piece, but a gap in the middle. And you're like, how did I get here? So you have to like start all over. And uh, so sometimes it takes a couple of times, but that's beautiful. We're glad you're, you're happy in your situation. Enough about love right now. We're here to talk about style for substance. Okay, so I know you kind of told us what it is, but how did you come up with A, the name? Because I, I think there's, it was like a really deep name to me uh, when I first saw it. Because I'm just like, well, and I don't know. It's maybe it's because I'm such a food guy, but substance is always like something that's like filling or um, like promising for me, you know. Uh, so when you when you incorporate style into that, I I just wanted to know what was kind of going through your head. Sure. Yeah. So I think most people are kind of familiar with that phrase, and I, I like to play on it because to me it says style in service to something and, and really in service to you and this idea that style should be thoughtful it should be mindless overconsumption of trends it really should be in service to you and what makes you feel confident and good and let it kind of takes what's inside you and allows the world to see a little bit more of that and I, I really think that not enough people do that because of kind of how we're sold, we're supposed to dress. And it's really fun when you're, you're able to kind of show what's inside on the outside. And it, it, it feels, it's enjoyable to get dressed when, you're, when your clothes are sort of a reflection of who you are. So to me, that's kind of what it, it, it means. It's kind of this idea that the style should be in service to you, uh, a person of substance, a thinking person who is, is going to um, try and express who they are versus have uh, you know, what they wear dictated from the outside. And to a certain extent, like we all, you know, we kind of take in uh, what's going on in the world around us, that context, the, um, you know, uh, you know, wasn't fashion, but it's really filtering it then through the lens of who you are and then taking the best of that and, and showing up. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that that makes sense. This, oh, I, yeah. I'm really looking forward to not, not just be about fashion, you know, or trends. And I mean, that kind of brings me into the next question I was going to ask you, like, what makes this different from any other style service that's out there right now? Sure, yeah. And honestly, if, if, if I had found what I was looking for on the market, I never would have gone through the trouble. <laughs> um, and it, you know, it is very, very, very difficult as you know, to start your own business. And what I was finding is I, I went out there, I knew I needed help. I'd actually been counseled a couple of times at work about my dress and I, I went through a couple of dates where I, I, I really felt very uncomfortable and I decided, okay, I'm going to do something about this. I know that at this point I, I, I probably should have a better understanding of what looks good on me than I do. So uh, I started off where a lot of people do with some of the more inexpensive uh, style services, you know, what they, what they call like personal style services, which are like the style boxes, yeah. which felt to me just like, 
you know, one of those like Fisher Price, uh, you know, toasters with the, you know, like selector knob for how dumb it's like, it's really, like you put whatever you want on it. And mm-hmm. they're gonna, like, I don't want, I, I like, I look terrible. My, my skin is really yellow. I don't know if you can tell, but like I did terrible in white. And so I was like, no white. I really don't look the best in black. Please no black. And then like, I had a whole like, you know, V-neck, this, that, whatever. And uh, no polyester. And, and like, that's all they sent me. It, it doesn't, it didn't, and it didn't matter. Like I've tried nearly all of them and I'm sure some are better than others. But mm-hmm. I, I, that, but those are really clothing sales companies and they're, they're meant to sell you clothes, whether you need them or not. Right. And you, know, you go up all the way through. Um, and on the, I, I ended up on the very other end of the range where I hired a personal stylist and I had her come to my house. And because in the US, you can wake up on a Tuesday morning and decide that you want to be a personal stylist. I had no way, I, I really didn't understand how to vet that market and mm-hmm. figure out who was good and who wasn't. So I just ended up hiring one of the most expensive in the DC area. I live in Washington, DC. And while she was lovely, really was a lovely experience. The whole idea is that they try and kind of like sell you through a series of different services and they don't want to give away things that, you know, are in the third block of services in the first block. So uh, I ended up spending, I think it was, you know, you have to buy a minimum of like three or four hours and it costs like three or four hundred bucks an hour. Oh, like the rates, right? Yeah. And then you get through that process to just be told like you need to do the next couple of hours with them. And then part of what I got out of that was a whole bunch of like sponsored links. So then she sent me affiliate links and doing research on this later on, I found that they could be making up to like 60% of purchase price. So when you buy something off an affiliate link, like there's a substantial incentive there for them to like push those on you, whether or not you need them. Yeah. uh, in, In a few cases, she was sending me affiliate links for things that she had decluttered from my own closet. Wow. Literally the exact same things. I just paid surgeon's rates for her to, to double them. And so I was, I was a little frustrated at that point. And I was trying to figure out, okay, like, wh- what do I do now? Like, wh- what other options are there available in this space? And I took a look at some mid-range uh, types of services. And a lot of them, it's kind of the same thing. Like, they, they want multiple income streams. So they're always trying to sell me clothes. And I really wanted to start with what I had and then just kind of add in as necessary or as I wanted to like spice things up here and there. I didn't want to be sold on things that I didn't really need. And I didn't know how to figure out what I needed and what I didn't when the incentives were so large in the system for them to recommend things to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I guess in that, I think that's a big differentiation point between this company and a lot of what else is out there. The, the stylists who work for us are all uh, consultants and they're all contractually obligated not to receive any benefits from the recommendations that they provide. So there are a few things that are a little bit different here. So like we um, make sure that all our stylists are experienced. Uh, many of them have you know, like certifications, some even very high level certifications experience, very number, number of years, and that in part is to keep the costs through a range. So we have stylists who are very expensive and some stylists who are much more affordable. And we also offer them in time periods that most people don't offer. So you can get advice in as little as 10 minutes. So like if you're about to go on a date, you're just like, hey, how do I look? Or like, I'm not sure which pair of shoes to wear. Like, you know, you know, for women like makeup, yeah. like 
you know, lipstick too dark. You know, you can ask those quick questions and get that quick like thumbs up before you walk out the door so that you leave feeling confident and knowing that if something goes wrong, yeah. it's not about how you look. Yeah. You know, like and, and that's a big part of the game. Yeah. That's just why. I think that's genius. Like you said, because sometimes you do need that second or third opinion. Um, like, hey, like red or blue, like jacket, no, no jacket. Because those are little things that accent your overall outfit or appearance that can make a big difference, you know? Um, so I think that's, I, th- I think that's innovative in itself. And I totally get that. Um, as somebody who's, that's, so I've partnered with so many different companies throughout my journey here. And one thing, one reason I find it so hard um, now to move on is I try to move away from affiliate sponsorships. I'm all about giving you the best quality product, not the product that I'm aligned with. Hopefully the product that I'm aligned with is the best on the market. And that's why I'm giving it to you. I was like, that's just kind of crappy. What happened to you? It was like, I was like, wait, I recognize this. Like I had this in my closet. Like, is it still there? Like I didn't throw it away. Like, what'd you do with it? Um, you know, so I was like, I'm, I'm glad that you've managed to figure out a system that kind of gets like, you know, it creates sustainability. Um, because if you're just buying like the same thing, like double buying things and then throwing out things that don't work, kind of like a wasteful, you know, system. Um, so like I said, I'm already loving everything I'm hearing. So I can't wait to explore more about, um, about you guys. Yeah. So I think that's sustainability. That's kind of an interesting concept. Some people are more down with that than others, but I think we go after it from the perspective of listen. When you have the right things for you in your closet, you're going to be excited to wear them. You're not going to like, you're not going to go out and spend crazy amounts of money buying new things every season because you're already excited about what's there because it looks so good on you and it, it feels good when you wear it. So I think it's sort of a natural way to reduce overconsumption that is painless because you feel better than when you're consuming because it really fits you, you yeah. know, not just like the fit, but it, it fits you. Right. You, you Your know. personality. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, we can meet people where they are. Some people have closets that are absolutely overflowing. Some people have very little and actually need to add to them. But the idea is to get it to a point where everything that's in there is, is a reflection of you that you feel good in. And then, yeah, certainly people, certain people need more variety than others and, you know, want to add more um, each season or whatever it is. But once once they start to get to a point where they have a core set of things that they really like wearing, you just don't feel as compelled to go out shopping anymore. Um, and I get that. But I will say this. Um, like you said, you talked about meeting people where they are. Sometimes, and I get that. But I will say this. Um, like you said, you talked about meeting people where they are. Sometimes the people do need the complete overhaul. And that's one of the things, because like sometimes you go to things and you have a massive change in body type, whether that's gaining, losing, growing, shrinking, because I've seen people as they've gotten older, they've shrunk a little bit. Or um, just you like different fits. You know, you go from liking tighter 
clothing to looser clothing. Cause that's kind of where I was a couple of years back and I'm still in that phase. I've noticed my style kind of changes like every year and a half to two years of don't more casual stuff, don't more formal stuff. Am I comfy? Like, you know, high end, like whatever I want. But I do notice there are some pieces that I can interchange in both. So I'm glad I'd be able to keep those. But overall, I, I was good. Like I told you, I'm moving so, uh, here shortly, but I'm going through my closet and I literally found clothes from when I was in middle school. Why are they still in my closet? There's no way A, I look good in that outfit. I'm, that t-shirt is probably now a crop top on me. Um, those shorts are probably like, I can, I like, maybe if I cut the leg out, I can get it over one leg. I don't know. I'm, but I'm definitely not the same size and I'm definitely not into the same uh, style as I was when I was 13, was it 13, 14? Um, so maybe I do need the complete overhaul. Some people can build around what they have to take something that is maybe a little retro and revamp it or repurpose it. I love watching, well, I just started watching this because uh, I got COVID uh, at the start of the year. And so I needed something to binge. So I started binging uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And I just, I love what they do. I was like taking something that already exists, trimming it, like sewing it, just adding a jacket on top of it to make it a whole new look. So it, was, it always baffles me. I was like, wow. People, like some people are just creative in ways that I can never imagine. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely something to say for like all those finishing touches that somebody who really knows what they're doing can, can like pull out. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. I really, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think, so first of all, we can do that, right? Like if you need to start over from scratch, basically, our, our stylists and image consultants, they can still give you recommendations. They can still send you links. They just can't be sponsored, yeah. you know? So it takes out that question for you of, is this really what this person, is this really my best interest? So mm -hmm. we try to align all the incentives in the right direction. But yeah, I think what you're talking about is, is actually really interesting. And I, I think a lot of people don't give themselves that kind of um, ability to, to change and move like that. The, the fact is that your style should reflect who you are right now. Exactly. It, and as you change as a person, your style is going to change too. And you shouldn't feel bad about that. You know, if, if you, if your lifestyle changes dramatically, if you have a major change in, you know, um, you know, a big life event changes, your body changes, you're different. And so your wardrobe is probably going to change some too, like what you like, what you want to wear, um, what what type of style is is reflective of you? Is that gonna, as you know who you are then? Um, yeah. So I I think you should allow for that amount of change to happen through the course of your life. And I think when you're younger, you often see more of those cycles happen, where like you're really into something in a certain mm -hmm. way of dress, and then you're like trying different things out to see if they fit, if they feel like you, and when. And then, you know, maybe you get over it, you want to try something else. And then as you get older, I think you start to settle into a, hey, yeah, I kind of I kind of like this particular look or this feel. Or you just settle, right? And then you you just move about your day and uh, whatever you happen to have left over in your closet. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's a good thing, that you recognize that. You, you 
want to kind of um, represent who you are now. Um, but I, and I think one of the reasons that I think this particularly is because nowadays so many people are, well, some people get to work from home and it doesn't really matter what they wear. Or some companies have become a little more lax in creating a standard uniform um, for their employees. But some people, like me, we just got a new um, director at the hospital I work at. And she's like, you know what? I'm not a fan of the business casual thing. And so they want us all in stock uniforms. And the reason I hate, uh, yeah, I hate, I'm not even going to say I don't like them. I hate it. Stock uniforms is because it suppresses A, individuality, and B, no expression. Like when your expression gets suffocated or snuffed out, I feel like that leaks into other parts of your life. It's like when for 40 or more hours a week, I have to become a clone of somebody else or a drone. That causes me to not be creative in so many other areas, whether that's romantically, like losing my spontaneity or like for me, when this first started and like we like had a set, like only two or three outfits that we could wear every day, well, it was actually one. They made us wear this boxy blue blazer and blue slacks. And then you could wear a white shirt or a black shirt under it. And I was like, I, I like hit writer's block. Like I couldn't make new episodes. I couldn't think of content. I like was like, my, I couldn't find new guests. Like literally it dried up. It felt like it dried up all the creativity inside my body. And then like, we got a little break where they're like, Hey, you have like, you can throw in different colors. You can like mix and match it. Just like, as long as you still have like certain parts of the uniform on, I was like, okay, a little bit of choice. And that opens us up. It opened me up. I was happier. Like people may not realize, but at least for me, what we wear not only says so much about who we are, it also allows me to become more. It's like the seasons, like when it's sunnier outside, people tend to be happier or more active. When I get to wear something that I pick out or I put together, like I said, I feel good in it. That just makes me more confident and I'm just in my zone. I'm in my, you know, so to speak. Yeah, no, and I think a lot of people are, um, even if they aren't prescribed a certain uh, uniform, I think a lot of people when they go to work um, tend to think this is what somebody with this type of job should wear. Mm -hmm. And they do not recognize that they can take their own personal style and make it appropriate for that environment. They can still express some of their themselves, even in a more formal environment or, uh, you know, wherever you happen to work and your situation that, that that's very constricting. But so for example, I'm, I'm a pharmacist, but I also have a law degree. And so for a period of time, I was in an environment where I thought everybody needed to wear kind of like in my role, you wear navy blue pinstripe. It's totally not me. But I thought that I needed to wear a certain type of, of clothing and it felt terrible. I couldn't wait to get it off. Yeah. I, I felt, um, I, I felt a lot of times like I was kind of wearing um, a costume or a mask at work. And I think had I just put a little bit more of myself into my dress, I, I think that, yes, I probably would have been more creative at that job. I, I would have been, um, 
I think just a little bit more engaged uh, because that's a good word. Yeah, because you you're you're able to kind of operate more uh, kind of easily. You can flow more easily when you're being yourself and when you're trying to play a role. Yeah, I like. I, I think you would agree when I say style is a huge part of our identity. Just as much as you know, are you quirky? Are you funny? Are you super serious? All that can sometimes be translated through what you wear, or like just add to it. You know, just it just heightens everything. I'm glad that, like I said, you've created a space where people have the opportunity. Because, like I said, if you maybe you do have this like a, a set of restrictions. Um, that you need to adhere to at work or in certain circumstances, but getting help from a quick little bit of help from one of these consultants can help you stay within the guidelines of your dress code and still show a little bit of you off, which is um, like said, the ultimate goal. And this is another thing that I think would be probably beneficial about having an actual consultant to talk to face to face or screen to screen is so often because we everybody nowadays is so busy and they want to go transition from work to personal life or vice versa so sometimes i don't always have time to go home and change before a date or you know it sounds like i'll I'll try to wear something to work that can be kind of professional but also trendy you know like like date you know date like you know it doesn't look like i came straight from the office and so having somebody to help tweak that or be like, hey, just like maybe put like bring this on the side and then you can switch into it would make that so much easier. Yeah, I think sometimes just getting that, throwing that sort of situation, whatever your situation is, right? Because we all have our um, particular concerns or, or um, kind of limitations in that space, whether it be I don't have very much money or, you know, I, I have certain limitations around what I can wear in a particular environment or whatever it is that you're, you know, maybe you have, like, I have pretty wide shoulders, right? Like, whatever. Um, and I think getting the advice of somebody who's, who's been in that space before, who's trained to work with those types of things, can, can really open you up to some new solutions that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. When, when I was going through, like, like going through school, there's a lot of it. And I think had somebody just offered to me like, hey, why don't you check out eBay? Or why don't you check out what, you know, you've got this more limited budget. And instead of wasting money on stuff that wasn't that flattering, I could have maybe been focused a little bit more on buying a fewer items that really were going to be stand out for me. And, you know, I could have worn them more frequently and that would have made my money kind of stretch. So yeah, I, I I definitely think that when you start adding in kind of limitations that require that require more creativity, it 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 can be helpful to bring in somebody who who has an eye for that, who can help you think through some of those you know more creative solutions to your problem. The hammer has met the nail. That's exactly <laughs> it. I, I I don't know how else I can confirm that. Um, so tell me, since you're like at the top of this, uh, it's your business, two questions. A, do you think during this whole endeavor, you've gotten better at putting pieces together or, you know, giving yourself the style advice along this journey? Or are you still 
kind of just where you were when you started and you need a little bit of help? Yeah, so um, that's actually part of part of the year that I was researching whether or not to move into this space. One of the things that I did was actually took some training to become a certified online personal stylist. So yes, that certainly helped. I, I would put myself in the category of any of our stylists. I, I would never put my face out there to do this kind of work um, because mainly what I was focused on are what are the principles here? How does this business work? You know, is this appropriate to bring into the online space? Can we really do what people need us to do in the online space? So I think, you know, like that was a little bit more my focus, but certainly I learned some things about myself and how to more appropriately trust myself. But when there have been a number of occasions, significantly fewer because of COVID, but a number of different situations where I have gotten on the phone with one I've actually worked with quite a number of our stylists at this point to ask them, hey, this is this is what's going on. What do you think? And um, just holding up outfits. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Is this more flattering? In fact, the um, the profile pictures that I think you're gonna you're gonna put up there. That was the, a direct result of the conversation that I had with one of our personal stylists because I was terrified of getting my pictures taken. I didn't want to go. I put it off for almost two years. I've never had professional pictures taken. I'm always the person who's kind of like, God, no, please don't. It's just don't. Yeah. So I was really not looking forward to it. I actually got there and told the guy I'd rather be at the root canal. And uh, he took that in a stride. So I figured we were going to be good friends. But um, yeah, I mean, that was it, at least when I walked in there, I knew that my clothes were going to be on point. I wasn't worried about my clothes. Yeah. I was worried that I was going to look goofy, like the face. But I know I, I, I knew that my clothes were going to be on point, and it was just like one less thing to worry about in this situation that I found very stressful. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel a lot more confident going into my everyday endeavors. Now, if there's something, if there's a special event, I'm probably still going to reach out to somebody, yeah. just just because um, it, it can be a little bit hard to see yourself objectively and. It is nice to get one last look before you do something important, some important life event. Yeah, so I'll probably always kind of lean on them, but it's it's less than it was at the beginning. Certainly learned some things. And that's kind of the goal, um, because I'm sure even with your service, you want your clients to learn as they work or interact with consultants. Um, of course, we want, you also want them to come back and like keep working with you guys. But I said that like through my process, I was like, I don't want you to have to work with me forever. You know, I want to give you some solid building blocks. And every once in a while, if you need some like air in the tire or like a little touch up, somebody to tie your tie for you, I can do that. But I don't want to be there for you every day. So I, I get that. Also, just going back in my head, you said you're like in the D.C. area, right? So I think you might have worked with maybe one of our previous guests, uh, Maura, Maura Goheen. Yes. Yeah. She's actually one of the stylists. Really? Yes. She's, she's one of our stylists on the site. Oh, that's crazy. So, um, yeah. Maura's really popular when it comes to um, dating services, actually. I so, can believe it. Yeah. Um, I, in fact, have a, a close family relative who makes a ton of money for a company everyone would recognize. And he's in his mid thirties and has really struggled. And so he's actually done the same around himself and, and loves her. 
So yeah, she's, she's pretty popular when it comes to um, folks who are looking for, for some advice and the dates. Yeah. We also have a gentleman who's on the site who's, who's good for that type of stuff too. He runs um, his kind of day business is um, he runs kind of a bespoke men's clothing store. Great personality, Christopher. And he can tell you like, this is how things are supposed to fit. This is how things are, you know, kind of just like all the really tweaky stuff for men's clothing to make sure that you're wearing it right, right. and not going to look sloppy on you. And that's that's a really big thing that um, I bring up time and time again, not on the show, but like in my personal life when I like talk to people, um, because there are certain looks in your head that you think you're pulling off or you're going for that you may not be executing right. Um, so before I get into that, I'm going to also go back to my original thought. Um, so how active are you? Did you like kind of handpick all the all these stylists that um, are on the site or did you have some help with that? Nope, that was all me. I've interviewed all of them. I, I would, I'm really looking for certain types of personalities. I want, I want a diversity of opinion, of style, of philosophy, but I'm also looking for, I want everyone to have a good personality. No, of course. And so they interact with customers in a way that's positive, that makes them feel good. Because listen, this is, this is, I mean, there are a couple of reasons that going to the people in your life that you love, love, that, that's problematic. Number one, they're often not educated when it comes to like how, you know, like what looks good, what your options are, whatever, right? There's some, there's some expertise uh, lacking there generally. And number two, it's very, very hard to give feedback, um, especially hard feedback in a way that's, that's honest, nice, because I think you, you often end up on one of two sides of the spectrum. You end up on the side where somebody's just almost completely unwilling to tell you that something doesn't look quite right. Or you end up on the side of the spectrum where people are, you know, like keeping it real or just telling it like whatever. And it's, it's mean. It's mean. Sometimes you can't be too blunt. Yeah. I, That's I, right. And so I think. That, that's part of what I was looking for from the folks who we have on the site. I want them to know what they're doing, but also to be able to relay information that might be hard to hear in a way that's that's kind. And I think that's really important when you're hearing things like, I think we can do better. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of it, it, how you look when you wear clothes and your body can be very sensitive um, to a lot of people. I think there are very few people who are completely insensitive or totally confident when it comes to their, their figure, their, their body. So I think uh, having a lot of sensitivity in that space is, is pretty important. All right. Well, Susan, I just want to say, I, I think I learned a lot today, not just about your vision um, for style for substance, but really the importance of style in our everyday day-to-day -day life from expressing our identity to just attracting a partner and knowing the different types of fits uh, to look out for. Also, knowing how to recycle our clothing. Um, that's a big thing. So I think anybody who's out there listening to this, who might have tried the boxes too and didn't find anything that works, maybe you should head over to Style for Substance and they'll be able to 
I completely gut you or make you spend a gajillion bucks just for articles of clothing you don't need or want or didn't ask for um, to make you feel more confident in your element. So the next time you go out, whether it's for an interview date or just a day on the town, you know, you're wearing something that tells people this is this is me this is who I am and you feel good and look good about it. Before we get you out of here or in today's episode, we have to do our reverse icebreaker with you. Okay, so it's my favorite part of the show. It's a series of questions that get a little more thought-provoking as we go, but overall, it just lets people know who's the real Susan, you know? The, the woman behind the company, um, behind the pharmacy degree. Because we're also not gonna slide over that, guys. I, like, I know you heard that one uh, when she said it. She, multi-talented, pharmacy degree, law degree, and CEO. Like, I, if that's not a trifecta, I don't know what it is. As I said, I have really no business starting this company other than the fact that I really, really wanted to use it myself. <laughs> and sometimes that's the best reason to start a company. You don't have all these biases or you're not super pretentious about it because you're like, I'm kind of a rookie in the field. I don't really know, but here's what I'd like, you know, from the average Joe, which is your consumer. So that's, that's amazing. It's beautiful. Okay. Um, first question. This one's a dating question. Um, so what was a really big like green flag with your new partner that you didn't have in your old relationship? Oh boy. A green flag. Um, I would say honesty. There's there I, I mean, this is very personal, or like a just I don't know how useful this will be to everyone else, but certainly um this uh, I we had a lot of issues with honesty in my first relationship, and uh, to to know that I was being told the truth, even even when it was hard. Uh, so I think I mentioned earlier the fact that I had walked on into a date, um, and you know I I was trying to put like kind of crummy pictures on social media because I love the idea of like getting or on uh, dating profiles because I love the idea of getting to a date and having somebody more excited than they thought they were going to be when they met you and um, had uh, to have somebody walk up to me and actually immediately look disappointed and kind of uh, that was really hard but it was also in its own way like very honest and and uh, you know I saved it I saved it we're now married but uh, <laughs> I have to say like there 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 is something to say for knowing that your partner is honest with you. Yeah. And it's very, very hard to not work in a situation uh, or to work with somebody else when you can't trust them. So that was probably the biggest, you know, the difference or green flag that, you know, that immediate, as hard as it was, mm-hmm. it was on it, you know? Um, so, yeah. Okay. Now, was there anything, like, I'm not going to ask, was there anything? Because I know there's at least one thing. Was there one thing about your your husband, right? Which one? Oh, the, the, the newest <laughs> one, the, term, the, the second, the second one. Okay. The, the one we're on now. The final <laughs> one, of course, because this, this is the guy, this is it. Um, was there anything about your current husband, like when you guys first started dating, that was like, you're like, oops, mm, I don't know if this is going to work for me. Um, I would say, again, 
that first time when we met, and it, it, he wasn't into um, double-edged sword there, right? Um, yeah, it's hard to feel if you're not what somebody is, you know, physically what somebody's looking for. Looking for, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, that that is uh, that's certainly a factor. Is you know when you don't feel like in, in some basic ways like that that you're kind of on the same page. Like I thought that I was dressed perfectly appropriately for a date, and later on talking to him about it, he was like, "You clearly didn't put in any effort." And so I was looking forward to this so much, and you didn't put any effort in at all. And so I thought that you were blowing me off. And so, um, uh, but yeah, I, I think that uh, very, very different people, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's not good. So uh, we you know, are you in the end you have to decide to make the best of that or not and how how those those differences if they're big enough they're gonna kind of keep the thing from working on you. Yeah. This is the easiest relationship I've ever been in. There we go. Um, yeah. But you know, I think sometimes that last isn't necessarily easy. So yeah. Um if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice. You know what? No, I'm not going to ask that question today. Um, I'm sorry. You're going to, you're getting the good questions because now I'm getting creative. See, I'm, I'm, I dressed myself today, so I'm a little more creative. Um, <laughs> if you could go back and tell your younger self one, th um, one thing about your previous marriage, like what would that have been? Totally not helpful for any of your listeners to like check his credit report. So he said, check his credit report. Like there's no, there's, you should be able to have an honest enough conversation, even after five weeks to, to if you're talking about marriage, to check somebody else's, to ask for a credit report. I mean, in the end, like that, that should be something. It's not sexy, but I'm just telling like the lawyer for me is like, you know, if you have anything to lose, like get a prenup, I, get, you know, like check the credit report. I have things. never heard that before. You know, um, I've, I've heard somebody say, Google their net worth, um, background check, but I've never heard credit report before. Like, yeah. I feel like there's a whole story there that I'm just like, I'm not even going to poke at uh -huh. now. I'm definitely going to come back to that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, that's interesting. Credit score. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in my. I just, really, yeah, credit report. Do it. Just do it. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What is one thing that you? Oh my goodness gracious! What's one thing that you think that you could do better as a partner? Oh, there's so many things. Um. Yeah. I think this is very, this is probably a, a normal thing with entrepreneurs. It's very, very easy to talk about your business way too much. So, and to talk about your interests, right? And if somebody's not on board, it's important that you, there's a little bit of that, certainly, but to also bring in topics that there, there's joint interest in and that you can kind of keep up a dialogue that's interesting to sort of both parties. 
right? Because not everybody wants to hear about your online personal stylist platform for several hours a day. So uh, yeah, I, I could probably do a little bit better when it comes to making sure that the topics of conversation are, are of joint interest. I've definitely been on like second or third dates where, <laughs> or hanging out with my friends where they've, they've like played drinking games. They're like, let's take a shot every time Josh like talks about either the podcast or his business. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe I do talk about it a lot. Or my um, my old roommate um, years ago, he used, he used to, he he told me I couldn't say it anymore. He's like, I don't want to know what your major is because I used to say as a linguist. Um, and so he's like, you know what? My liver can't handle taking a shot every time you say this. So we're just gonna tell, we're just gonna exit. Like no more talking about this. Period. I was like, okay, that's her, that's her. I get it, I get it. That's a message coming in loud and clear. Yeah. Um, okay, now we're, this This one should be a little easier. It shouldn't, it shouldn't take too much thought. If we are a first-time user coming to Style for Substance, what do you think, um, like, what, what's, a, what's a must-do? Like, I... I, I haven't spent a lot of time on the website, but say we're here and we are looking for help with our like dating wardrobe. Where do we go? What do we do? Who do we look for? Okay. So we have certain people who are better at certain things than others. Mm -hmm. We also, so I think there are a couple of things to consider when you're sort of considering who to choose, because I think that's really the ultimate choice, right? Um, number one is how much money do you have to spend on? If you really do not have much money to, to invest in this process, that's fine. We have options for that. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but just a, kind of adjust expectations, right? You're probably not going to get um, an hour with somebody who has 25 years of experience, right? So if you have $30 to spend, you know, kind of adjust your expectations to a shorter time period. Um, I think number two is come into it kind of knowing what you're looking to get out of it. So um, if you have 10 minutes and your primary focus is, I want to look better on my next date, come into it prepared, make sure that you have the outfits that you're kind of considering and your options sort of there and available to you so that you can use your time very wisely. And I think number three, it's the selection of stylist. Part of that comes with when they're free and when you're free and how you can match those two things up, but also be looking at kind of how they present themselves and what they present as being their skill set. So for example, if you're a guy and you're thinking about, um, like, I want to up my wardrobe game, more is actually really reasonably priced. Um, and if you're looking, you know, for a date, uh, dating advice, she's actually really reasonably priced. I would highly recommend Mora. Um, if you're looking at, I want to really make sure that, you know, everything, or like I, I, have, I have a special event to go to and I want to wear a suit there. I want to make sure that I look polished for a job interview. Then I'd probably suggest somebody like Christopher. He's a little bit more expensive, but really you can get him for a shorter period of time. And it's substantially less than you would pay to have a regular stylist in that position. 
you know that the advice that you're getting versus going to a store and having it for free, potentially, you know that the advice that you're getting is legit. So, yeah, I think I think you, there are a few things um, to think about to kind of narrow in on who the right person is for you. And that selection of stylist is one of the most important uh, decisions that you make on the site. So also, if you're not sure, and maybe you're thinking that you want to um, tweak things over time, which is fine, you might want to give, you know, narrow it down to a couple or three people and then try each of them out for 10 minutes or something or for a short time period and just kind of compare personality and, and uh, the advice and to sort of see who's the best fit for you. So, yeah, I play around with it a little bit. Luckily, it's a little bit, it's it's a more of a value service. So that's that's possible for a lot of people in a way that, you know, if you're going to invest in a personal stylist, that's often not. You're, you're really, you're in for a good chunk of money in general. So. Yeah. I just have one last question for you. Sure. So where can we find you if we have more questions or we're just curious to, to just learn more about you? Sure, yeah. So um, styleforsubstance.com is the website. And um, there's a very kind of generic about us page. We have a really nice blog. We've got a great writer um, who, who uh, really pulls up some really interesting topics in style and fashion and psychology and such. So if you're just interested in kind of that space, that's actually kind of a cool resource that we offer. Um, so yeah, I mean, head over to the website for a lot of the information, but I also put a lot of stuff on Instagram. We, we've sort of focused our efforts there. So um, I, I've put a lot of kind of my own personal experience into some of the posts there. We also do some tips and hints, and occasionally our stylist will jump in with a tip or hints or um, some advice. So that can also be a fun place um, if you'd like uh, find us on or add Style for Substance on Instagram as well. All right, you guys. Whether you're heading over to the website to meet your potential new style planner or you're just checking out Insta for, you know, a couple good clicks, uh, you know where to find her. Uh, Susan, thank you for coming on today. I know this has been really helpful for me. I know I'm not the only person in uh, time and space of transition who wants to level up their wardrobe. So, um, Thank you for also educating me today. Um, I know, I look or not I know, but I look forward to, like I said, checking out the website a little more in detail, working with even more of your stylists since I've already worked with more uh, before, uh, uh, and just seeing what uh, and just seeing how this develops and becomes even more massive than I know it's going to be. Thank you. This is so much fun, and this is such a cool podcast. I love the idea. So thank you for having me on here. Of course. I all right. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, that was the least of anybody's worries or concerns today. Um, no, guys, thank you guys for tuning in and like sticking this along with us. Don't forget to head on over to wherever you're listening. Give us a nice big like or follow so you can get updates on when we're dropping new episodes. Um, leave a review so I know how I'm doing to know if I'm like getting the right guest for you if you have more questions so I can ask the guests your questions um, and just so everybody can find us because at the end of the day we're all about helping our fellow bachelor and bachelorettes retired or active continue continue to grow and develop as people 
So I will see all you beautiful people next Thursday for another episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Bad. All right, guys, that's all I have for you on today's episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Thanks for sticking around. Don't forget to go over and like my page, Susan's page. You know what? Hell, give this podcast five stars. I think that's a good amount of stars. So you can help others join the Not So Bad fam. I will see you guys next week for another episode.